wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Is that the genius of Satan is that Satan never forces you to do wrong. Satan does not do his work by force. You are never coerced by Satan into doing things. Satan does his work by insinuation. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you concerned about the harmful effects of drinking water out of plastic bottles? If you're not, you should be, because if you knew what you were drinking when you drink out of a plastic bottle, well, just understand this, you're drinking plastic. Now, you probably don't want to do that. So introducing AquaTrue, the cutting edge reverse osmosis water purifier that provides a sustainable alternative for clean and safe drinking water. Plastic bottles contribute to the pollution and harm of our environment. With AquaTrue, you can eliminate the need for single-use plastic bottles and enjoy the convenience of having pure, refreshing water right at your fingertips. AquaTrue's advanced filtration technology removes contaminants, chemicals, and impurities, ensuring that every sip you take is free from harmful substances. Say goodbye to the uncertainty of bottled water and embrace a more eco-friendly solution. And here's the best part. As a conscious consumer and follower of work on your game, we're going to give you $100 off of any of AquaTrue's top-of-the-line models. That's either the AquaTrue Classic, AquaTrue Connect, AquaTrue Undersink, or AquaTrue Carafe. You're making a positive impact on both your health and the environment at the same time. They call that two birds with one stone. By choosing AquaTrue, you're not only investing in your well-being, but also taking a step towards reducing plastic waste. And if you're like me and you live near water, you see what happens to the plastic waste that a lot of people throw away. It ends up in the ocean, killing our fish, making the beaches hard to swim in. You don't want to take your kids there because of all this plastic waste. With AquaTrue, we can eliminate all of that. So here's what you do. Visit workonyourgame.com slash AT. That's workonyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue today to explore our range of products and claim your $100 discount. Make a sustainable choice and join the AquaTrue True Water Warrior community right now. Again, that link is workonyourgame.com slash AT. Choose AquaTrue and say goodbye to the plastic bottles while enjoying pure, refreshing water that is better for you and better for the planet. Are you ready to take your health and well-being to the next level? Or if you're already at the next level, you want to make sure you stay there? Introducing AG1, the ultimate all-in-one supplement that will revolutionize your daily routine. AG1 is meticulously crafted to provide your body with a comprehensive blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, minerals, 
and antioxidants. What does all that mean? Let me make it simple. It means you're getting the perfect solution for those of you who are committed to optimizing your health and fueling your body with the very best. I take this stuff myself besides water and my protein shake. I don't put anything else in my body. Whether you're a professional athlete or someone who values meticulous attention to detail when it comes to what you put in your body, AG1 is designed with people like us in mind. But the benefits don't stop there. When you choose AG1, you're going to receive a free one-year supply of vitamin D, a vital nutrient that supports a strong immune system and promotes healthy bones. On top of that, we're including five free AG1 travel packs so you can stay on top of your game wherever life takes you. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Your body deserves the highest quality nutrition and AG1 is here to deliver. That's why I partner with them. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you are expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today, today, folks, oh yeah, we going deep today. We go deep every day. We gonna go real deep today. Topic today, it's a satanic attack on language. And these words are chosen carefully. We're going to get into that. But before we do, let me tell everybody, I send out a daily motivation text free of charge every single morning. Everyone who's in my text community, this message is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. So since you want to get this, I already know, I'm not even asking, I'm telling you. All you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every morning when that daily motivation text comes out, you as a member of my texting community shall receive the message. Secondly, Work on your game university is the only place to work with me directly. It's the only place to be coached by me. It's the only place you can get access to the most important, deepest frameworks I have on mindset, like bulletproof mindset strategy, like the business building framework systems, like the work on your game system, properly named, and execution, like the next mission framework, ASAP confidence, 30 days of discipline, selling yourself, toughen up, content machine, and a whole lot more. 50 plus tactical trainings, one-off specific topics. All of that is available to you as a member of Work On Your Game University. It is not available to you if you are not a member of Work On Your Game University. Only way you get access, again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. So let's get into this topic, the satanic attack on language. And yes, I do mean satanic. In episode number 2385, I told you why the dictionary still matters. The reason why the dictionary still matters is because we have a lot of people redefining terms just to fit their own narratives and their own talking points. And this has become more prevalent over the last 15 plus years. Now, I went surface level on the subject back then. Today, I'm going to go deeper on it, as you can tell by the title. Now, let me tell you what led to this. I was reading this article that talked about debate teams, high school debate teams. And I don't know if they had a debate club at my high school, but if they did, I should have been a part of it because it probably would have sharpened my ability to formulate arguments earlier. I think I'm pretty good at it now, but I probably would have sharpened it a lot sooner had I been on a debate team. But 
Here's the thing. I didn't know that this was a thing, but do you know that you can go to college on a debate scholarship? There's actually scholarships for debate teams and kids get into college based on how well they do in high school debate contests. So I'm reading this article and this article is talking about how debates, there are judges. Now, it's probably a good thing I didn't end up on a debate team because I don't like any type of competition that's subjectively judged by human beings because they have all kinds of biases that could lead to all different kinds of stuff. So I probably would never have been good at you know, figure skating, gymnastics, even a sport like boxing, because in boxing, if, unless you knock the person out, then it goes to the, the scorecards. And the scorecards are based on the opinions of the judges. And I've seen some boxing matches where I'm looking at the scorecards. I watch the boxing match and then I look at the scorecards and I'm like, what fight was this judge watching that have scored it that way? Didn't make any sense. But anyway, in these debates now, what's happening because of this attack on language that we've been having, that the judges for debate contests for these high school kids are telling the kids. And what happens is I didn't know anything about the debate world. Any of you who does, you can fill me in and let me know that you know about the stuff that ahead of a debate competition for high school students that they get told who the judges are. And the judges basically get to give a framework and a criteria for how they as judges judge the competitions. So they're basically letting the kids know, here's how I judge arguments. All right, if you're good at this, then you get good points from me. If you mess this part up, you get basically you lose points on my scorecard. And the judges are telling these kids that, hey, if you make any argument that people who come into America and they're not documented are illegal immigrants, you automatically lose points with me. Or if you make an argument that is pro-Republican or you say anything positive about the GOP or Donald Trump, you lose points with me. Or if you make any argument that questions anything that goes under the topics of racism or LGBTQ or women empowerment, these are things that the judges are telling the kids ahead of them posing their arguments in the debate competitions that if you do any of these things, you lose. You do any of these things, you get points with me. These are the judges. And I don't know who the governing body is of all this, but apparently they're allowing this. And this is going on. Now, I didn't read a bunch of articles about the debate world. So maybe this one was skewed a certain way, maybe make people think a certain way, maybe to influence people a certain way as it got my attention. But one thing I do know is that this is a real thing. And there are people who really do think like this, whether it's widespread or there are just a few. And I want to get into this and I want to explain exactly why I'm using the language that I use in the title here today, because I'm not using that. Yes, I'm using it to draw your attention, but I'm also using it because there's a logical reason behind that wording. So let's get into this. Point number one. Topic, once again, is the satanic attack on language. Let's give the baseline first. Now, your host, I am no expert on the Bible, but I am an expert on understanding things and being able to break them down and put them back together. That is my superpower. So let me take a situation, a story from the Bible, and I'm going to break it down. As I just said, this is my superpower. In the Garden of Eden, Satan was the first person to deceive Adam and Eve. First, he deceived Eve and then in turn deceived Adam. Here's what happened. God told Adam and Eve, you can eat. And I'm paraphrasing here. OK, this is not quoted from the Bible. God told Adam and Eve, you can eat whatever you want here in this garden. Just don't eat from that tree over there. Now, there's a tree right there. Don't eat there. You can eat anything else you want. Just don't eat from this one tree. That's what he told Adam and Eve. And they communicated that they understood God's orders. Satan came along and tricked Eve into basically believing the exact opposite of what God told her. Again, paraphrasing. And Eve ended up eating from that tree that God said, anything you want, just don't eat from that. And Eve ate from the tree, was deceived by Satan, deceived Adam. And there, again, I'm extremely paraphrasing this whole thing. From that point forward, literally all hell broke loose. That is what happened. 
Now, and if I got any of that wrong, somebody correct me. Satan's genius. Here's the point. The genius of Satan, and the reason why I use the title, the word satanic in the title here today, is that the genius of Satan is that Satan never forces you to do wrong. Satan does not do his work by force. You are never coerced by Satan into doing things. Satan does his work by insinuation. What is insinuation? Let's get a definition of this word so we're all on the same page. Insinuation is a hint or suggestion of something, and it could be an unpleasant hint or suggestion. A sly, subtle, and usually derogatory utterance. So these definitions are usually saying it's a unhappy or negative. But this is what Satan does. Satan insinuates. He gets you to thinking a little bit different. He basically takes the verbiage that you were told by God, gets you to think that it's a little bit different than what God said. And then step by step, slowly, slowly, slowly. Now he has you looking in the complete opposite direction of what you were told from the beginning. Satan's number one tool is the clever use of language. Starts with a small step and then it grows over time. So when I say that something is satanic, I'm not saying that in an emotional way. When I say something satanic, I'm saying it in a logically, literally satanic. I'm not saying this as an emotional ad hominem attack on people's actions. I'm saying it as a logical description of what they are doing because this is what Satan does. He insinuates these ideas until he slowly bakes these ideas into you until you actually believe that this is your own idea. Satan doesn't force you to do negative. He just coerces you into thinking, well, it's not that bad. I mean, what are the seven deadly sins? All right. The way that we all engage in the seven deadly sins, not because anybody forces us to, all right? Seven deadly sins. Let me see if I can, I should pull them up and list them here so we can talk about it. So we're all on the same page. And let me pull it up here. But the whole point is what Satan does, he slowly gets you to believe these things that you didn't even want to believe or that you were even taught to not believe. But before you know it, you're engaging in them simply because you were slowly, piece by piece, taught that they're maybe not as bad as you thought they were, or at least as you were told they were. Lust. We slowly get walked into lust, greed. We get walked into it, gluttony. We get walked into envy, anger, pride, sloth. We get slowly walked into these things. This is Satan's number one tool. And the reason why I'm talking about language here today is because this is exactly what's happening in our world that we live in right now. Clever language tricks. And a clever language trick starts with just a little small thing. Well, what's so bad about that? And we're like, yeah, you know what? It's not that bad. That's Satan's first step. Then, okay, let's take it a little bit further. That's not that bad, right? No, it's not. Well, how about a little bit further? How about a little bit further? How about a little bit further? And before you know it, you're eating from the one tree that God said don't eat from. And God's like, wait a minute, I told you, eat whatever you want, just not from that tree. And before you know it, you're doing the exact opposite of what he told you to do because Satan slowly walked you into it. This is literally, when something is called satanic, this is literally what it is. When something is satanic is because you have been fooled into doing these things by using language. Again, this is not an ad hominem emotional attack. This is by definition. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is the satanic attack on language. Number two, changing language to alter the meaning and the impact of words is, as I just said, by definition, satanic. I said this when I talked about that previous episode, when I talked about the dictionary. All right. I talked about it again when I discussed Ibram X. Kendi's book, on how to be an anti-racist. If any of you is not familiar with my, I did a whole series talking about Mr. Kendi's book. Let me see what episode that was. Anti-racism, episode number 1788, 1789, 1790, and 1791. I did a four-part series on Mr. Ibram X. Kendi's book, 
title of the book is How to Be an Anti-Racist. I read this book twice because I just had to make sure that I had heard what I actually heard. That I had read what I had actually read from this guy's book. And I explained to you all how Ibram X. Kennedy, who is a, a scholar, this guy works at universities and colleges, teaches. Uh, he has degrees. I believe he has advanced degrees, postgrad degrees. He's not he's no dummy. No, this is not some stupid guy. So this satanic attack on language is not being done by a bunch of idiots. This is done, being done by people who are very, very intelligent. But they are using satanic tricks to get people to believe things that they should not believe and then go along with it. And we're going to get into all of that here in today's episode. Now, I talked about it in many other episodes where I've talked about I don't do this often, but every episode, not every episode, but every social issue that's been going on in the last in the last eight years in the United States of America, Dre Baldwin has discussed it on this feed. So if you don't know about it, you just don't know about it. It's not that I haven't talked about it. I've talked about all of them. And I don't always talk about social issues and generally current events. But when I have, I've explained these things. Many people who are pushing a lot of the nonsense happening today. Again, these are not dummies. These people are usually in the top 10 percent of intelligence, at least in the top 10 percent of what we recognize as intelligence, i.e. college degrees, no job positions, titles, or letters after their name, PhDs, MD, et cetera, et cetera. That's these folks. Again, these ain't no dummies. These are smart individuals who are using their intelligence to deceive others with manipulative and emotionally driven language. This is, by definition, satanic. Using manipulative and emotionally driven language to get people to think something different than what they were thinking is satanic. This is what Satan does. This is number one tool. They are redefining terms with definitions that have no reference to the dictionary. Even Max Kennedy's book, Anti-Racism, he says, we're going to come up with a new definition of racism. Racism is anything that leads to unequal outcomes between races. That is literally what's in this man's book. He sent this to a publisher and the publisher published this book. Where were the fact checkers at? I asked that question about 10 times in my four part series about anti-racism. Where were the fact checkers? Because he stated a lot of things as truth that were not true and couldn't be proven by anything other than the fact that he said it. And they went and pushed this thing through. That is satanic. By definition, folks. So these people are making up definitions that have no reference to the dictionary. Definition of racism is a person believing that a race is superior to another just based on skin color. That's the definition of racism. Even Kennedy said, we're going to make a new definition of racism that says anything that leads to an unequal outcome between race is racist, which means if white kids are getting into college more often than black kids, then that means the college admission process is racist. And that sounds silly, right? Okay, go read his book. If you think that's silly, go read his book. Uh, you'll be laughing a lot if you think that's silly. All right, look at all the things that he says in that book that he calls racist. And again, this guy's a scholar. This guy goes and does consulting gigs at schools and corporations, and people pay him money to teach their staff, students, and employees to think this way. Uh, this is not some fringe guy with a tinfoil hat on. Uh, this guy has been accepted in the mainstream. And some of his teachings have made it into any of you working in corporate. You already know who this guy is, do you not? Uh, any of you work in academia? You know who he is, don't you? All right. Some of his stuff has been taught to you. Maybe not by him, but by his disciples. Oh, yeah. They're teaching it to you. And guess what? You ain't got no choice but to follow it or get fired. Those are your only options. And these people are making up very positive and benevolent sounding explanations for otherwise unacceptable behaviors and decisions. Oh, we're not done. Oh, trust me. We're going to get to it. Uh, you know where I'm going. If you don't, just keep listening. Very positive and benevolent explanations for otherwise unacceptable behaviors and decisions. And they are pushing this stuff through on people who are otherwise powerless to push back against it. That's what really makes this nasty. They're pushing against people who can't push back because the people who they're pushing it on, see, they're not pushing it on people like me because I had the power to push back. 
They're pushing it on you who works in academia. They're pushing it on you who has a corporate job. They're pushing these things in these societal and people who have societal and professional positions that they need to protect because that's the only way you can feed your family and pay your bills. And this is why it continues, not because people are dumb. It's not because many of you don't notice it. It's because you work at a place where you can't push back and keep your job until next week. Uh, you won't have a job tomorrow if you push back. So this is why they're pushing it into places where they know they can get away with it. And then they're doing it even worse. They're taking it to people who are powerless to voice their concerns and people who can't even their brains haven't developed yet in order to push back against this stuff. Kids. How many of you have kids? Listen to this. Oh, you think it's not happening there? Oh, it's happening. You might not know about it. They may not even be required by law to tell you about it, but it's happening. If you send your kids to school, you better find out what's going on. This is why this stuff continues. Not because people are dumb. It's not because they don't notice it. It's because they're pushing it on the people who can't push back. Look, even though this show is about discipline and accountability and doing what you're supposed to do and you know, being on that straight and narrow path, all human beings have vices. Some people like to smoke. Some people like to drink. Some people like to eat a whole lot of food. Me, I like candy. So I like things like my favorites are Twizzlers, Skittles. I used to eat Nerds a lot back in the day. I don't really eat those anymore. Right now I have some Reese's Pieces on my table and I have some Twizzlers. Actually right now I had a Snickers bar earlier. So I like candy. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna let you satisfy your sweet tooth like never before with one of our newest sponsors, GoPuff. Your candy paradise delivered right to your door. Indulge in a world of delicious treats and get $15 off on each of your first three orders by visiting workonyourgame.com slash GoPuff. GoPuff brings the candy store experience right to your doorstep, right from an app, right on your phone, offering a wide selection of your favorite candies, chocolates, gummies, and more. From classics to unique, hard-to-find flavors, they have it all. And yes, they do. Trust me. Say goodbye to those cravings and hello to a candy-filled adventure. You don't need too much of it. Ordering is a breeze. Just browse through the candy collection and add your favorites to the cart. And with lightning fast delivery, your candy stash will be at your doorstep in no time. It's like having a candy store on speed dial. So if you're ready to treat yourself, here's what you do. Visit workonyourgame.com slash gopuff. Again, that's workonyourgame.com slash gopuff right now and get $15 off on each of your first three orders with this special offer for listeners only. It is time to indulge in the sweetest experience of your life with gopuff. Candy lovers, if you're a candy lover like I am, this is your dream come true. Again, that's workonyourgame.com slash gopuff. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is we are talking the satanic attack on language that continues. Point number three. Let's get into some examples of what I mean. So you know what I'm talking about here. When a person is married and you cheat on your significant other, what is that traditionally called? I'm talking about the actual word, like the legal term. The legal term for cheating on your spouse, the person you are legally married to, is called adultery, right? But what do we call it now? They call it an extramarital affair. Think of, just think about the juxtaposition between those two phrases, adultery versus extramarital affair. Doesn't extramarital affair sound just a little bit more flowery? Sound, it doesn't sound so bad. Extramarital is kind of like extra. Are you married? But it's a little extra thing that you did. And it's an affair. An affair sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like a little party, like a get together, right? There's hors d'oeuvres, there's drinks, there's champagne, extramarital affair versus adultery. You see how that change in language? Now, again, now that I'm pointing it out, you might be laughing about it and chuckling, but think about it. You notice how people have accepted this change in language? This is what I mean when I say satanic. This is a little change. Doesn't seem like that's not a big deal, Dre, is it? You tell me, is it? But look at the change. What's another one? If a child, a young woman, 14 years old, has 
breast tissue developing. She's developing breasts. She's going through puberty. She decides she's not a girl anymore. She's a boy. And she decides to mutilate her breasts, get her breast tissue removed so she doesn't develop into a woman and she wants to develop as a man. That's child mutilation. That's what that is. She goes to a doctor, hopefully, and well, I guess you could say, hopefully, I'm using that in quotes, hopefully, with the support of her parents, questionable right there, with her parents' support or support of some adult, hopefully, and a doctor performs an operation to remove that breast tissue from that young woman. So now she will never be able to breastfeed if she ever has a child, Well, she is still a woman, whether she wants to call herself a man or a boy, he, him, they, them, whatever. She's still a woman because she has a vagina and a uterus. Now, instead of calling that child mutilation, what do we call it now? What's the new term? Oh, we call that gender affirming care. You tell me, is that satanic or not? You see that there's just that change in language, how it sounds a whole lot different. Child mutilation and gender affirming care sound like two completely different things, don't they? They're the same thing. All they did was change the language around to make it sound better than it is. Now, let's keep going. And this is being celebrated, right? Gender affirming care gets celebrated, does it not? Abortion. You get pregnant. You decide you don't want to have a kid. You decide you want to abort the life of that child that is inside of your body. And listen, I'm not demonizing you for doing this if you choose to do it. Now, the gender affirming care, I'm not on board with anybody doing that. That one I'm not on board with. Extramarital affair, if you did it, you did it. Okay, I'm not judging you for it. The gender affirming care, I'm not with. Abortion, I wrote an article about this. Go read it. Abortion, when you end the life of a child in the womb, a life that you voluntarily created, guess what we changed that to? That's not called abortion anymore, is it? What we call that? We call that reproductive rights. Oh, it's a right. It's your reproductive rights. Oh, a, a man doesn't have a say in what a woman does with her body. Yes, he does. Because you allowed that man into your body. That's how you got pregnant in the first place. So the last woman I heard about getting pregnant without a man was Mary with the Immaculate Conception. So you allowed a man to have something to do with what happens to your body because you allowed him in. That's how you got pregnant in the first place. That's how we get kids. So now it's only your say that you want to abort and kill that baby. And now we're calling it reproductive rights for a woman to kill a baby. But nobody's mentioning the baby. The baby has a heartbeat. That's the only reason why you got to abort it. Because if it wasn't a life in there, you wouldn't need to abort it, would you? You wouldn't need to do anything. It would just go away. But since you need to abort it, that means there's something in there. But they changed the language to make it sound different than what it is. Reproductive rights doesn't even mention the baby. This is satanic, folks. Are y'all getting my point here? You see where I'm going? I'm not done. Three years ago, we had a virus spreading around the world, allegedly, killing a bunch of people, allegedly. We altered the definition of the word vaccine. What does traditionally a vaccine mean? Traditionally, before 2020, what did it mean when you got a vaccine? It meant you received an agent that inoculated you against getting a virus. You got this vaccine. That means you will not get this virus. Does anybody disagree with that? Before the year 2020, what did vaccine mean? You're vaccinated against the disease. That means you're not going to get the disease, the virus, the sickness, whatever it happens to be. Can we all agree? Uh, is there anybody who does not agree with that? Before 2020, that's what a vaccine meant. Now a vaccine means something different. Oh, now a vaccine means, oh, you'll still get the virus. It just won't be as bad. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we changed the language. We changed the definition of the word vaccine. So all the people who got bullied and duped into taking that jab and later realized that the jab didn't do anything good for you. So they wouldn't feel stupid for allowing it to happen to them. I mean, let's have a conversation that needs to be had. Now, I know people who work at jobs and people who go to, were in school at that time. And they said to me, Dre, I don't want to get this jab. But they told me I'm in college. They told me if I don't get the jab, I cannot come back on campus and I got to get my degree, Dre. So I got to go get the jab. I get you. Look, if I was in school, I probably would have got it too. If I need to go back to school, I would have had to take the jab. I would have did it. Or I would have you know, went and got a fake jab card or did something to, to show that I was playing the game. I get it. I ain't mad at you for it. The point that I'm pointing out here is they changed the definition of the word so that the people who got bullied didn't feel like they got bullied. The people who got duped 
you got scared into going and taking the jab. That's I'm talking to you all who lined up to go get it as soon as it was available. And oh, by the way, this is a bipartisan point because the Republican president and the Democratic president both said, if you get the jab, then you'll be good. And they were both wrong. The CDC said it. Everybody on the mainstream media news outlets said it. They were all wrong or lying or just bullying you into doing something that they were told to tell you to do. We all know this. We all know this now. Some of you are willing to admit it. Some of you are not. Some of you never will. But the point is, they changed the definition of the word so that people who got bullied didn't feel like they got bullied. Oh, well, I got the jab, so it wouldn't be as bad. I remember I went to Philadelphia, visited my parents in the spring of 2022. Yeah, 2022. So COVID had been around for two years at that point, allegedly. And my mom had gotten COVID, allegedly. I mean, this is by the test. She had COVID. Who knows what she had, but whatever. My mom has a notoriously weak immune system. Though. When she gets sick, she's sick for like a long time. She just gets sick. And this is before COVID. She's this person who just has a weak immune system. She's always has been like this. She gets sick. She's out for a week, a month, weeks, plural. And she had gotten all the jabs. Like when, as soon as the jab was available, her and my father both went and got all the jabs. Like they got the one where you had to get two shots, three weeks apart, and then all the boosters. So my mother and my father together probably got 10 shots in their arms of who knows what did absolutely nothing for them. And this is in 2020. 2020, it came out. I don't know when they got the jab. Probably 2021. Whenever it came out. All right, they went and got the jabs. 2022, my mom's sick. I go to Philadelphia. She was already sick. We get there. She was slowly recovering. She was out for like a month with allegedly COVID. We go to my parents' house. We're sitting in my parents' living room. They both have cloth masks on their face. <laughs> By that point, I'm like, I don't even want to talk about the shit anymore. They both got cloth masks on their face. And my mom says, well, it's a good thing that I got the shots and all the boosters because if I hadn't, then it would have been way worse. And my dad co-signed this. And I just changed the subject because by that point, it was nothing else left to talk about. If people want to be dumb, let them be dumb. I'm not saying my parents are dumb, but I'm saying they were being dumb and they got duped. They got duped, bullied and scared into going and getting those jabs. Did absolutely nothing for them. My dad never got COVID because he doesn't really get sick like that. My mom got it and was sick for a long time because that's what happens to her all the time. So obviously what I'm concluding here, the jab didn't really change anything about either one of their situations. People who got sick, people who always get sick, got sick. People who don't get sick, didn't get sick. This is what happened. All right, let's keep moving. I don't even want to talk about the jab anymore. Hopefully we never had to talk about that ever again. Boys playing girls sports. A boy decides he's a girl. He gets on the girls sports team and he's beating all the girls. Oh, what do we call that now? Inclusion. Uh, doesn't that sound like, oh, why would you not want to include anybody, Dre? What problem do you have with inclusion? You see, this is satanic. And then it bullied girls into accepting it and saying nothing about it. This is inclusion. People who have minimum level skills usually get a job where they get paid what? Minimum wage, right? Minimum wage. Right? If you're a minimum wage worker, you have no real skills. You get a minimum wage. That seems fair, right? Oh, let's change the language of that. Now it's not called a minimum wage anymore. What do we call it now? A living wage. Oh, why would you want to deny anybody a living wage, right? Everybody has to live, don't they? You see how this change in language then leads to the next step. Oh, now we got to change our behavior. Now we got to change this rule. Now we got to change this. Now we got to change that to make everybody feel included and safe and make everything okay for everybody. You see how these changes in language lead to the next step and the next step and the next step. We can see all this now looking backwards, right? This is what's happening, folks. Y'all better be paying attention because living wage now makes low skilled people feel entitled to more money that their skills are simply not worthy of. Obesity now. If someone's obese and we know obesity leads to heart disease and leads to early death. We know this is true. All right, this is not shaming you for being obese. We just know this is the facts. When you're obese, you leads to heart disease and you're going to die. That's what happens. Oh, let's change that language. Let's not call it obesity. Let's call it body positivity. Oh, so don't shame anybody about their body. Let's move body positivity. You're 300 pounds and your heart's working extra hard and you're going to die 
20 years earlier than you should, but we got to have body positivity about this individual. This is bullshit. So that somebody who's in poor physical shape can feel okay with being in bad physical shape and not feel any obligations or social pressures to do anything about it. This is satanic. All right, if anybody was unsure, this is all satanic. This is not to say that you're condemned to hell when I say satanic. Okay, that's out of my realm of expertise. But it is to say that you are fooling yourself and or allowing yourself to be fooled or you're fooling others with these language tricks. All of this is satanic. I'm just giving you some examples of these language tricks. And these are clever tricks that some very smart people have come up with in order to fool you into accepting things that you know in your right mind. If you were not being manipulated by these, again, very smart individuals who are really good with language, if you weren't allowing them to manipulate you, you would never accept this nonsense. But you're accepting it because they're better with words than you are. All right, they're better at using their words than you are at deciphering their nonsense. And this is a satanic attack on language that has continued and it keeps going right now in the world because there are very few people pushing back against this. So this all leads to a question. And now we're all moving on to point number four here. The topic again today is the satanic attack on language. Here's the question. Being that I've explained all of this, I don't believe I'm the only person in the world who has thought about this. I don't think I'm the only one who's noticed it. I don't think I'm the only one who understands it, even though it may be new, a new uh, way of looking at things to some of you. I don't think it's new to all of you. Here's the question. Why is this expanding? Being that it's as crazy as it is, even if you don't want to go as far as calling it satanic like I would. But being that it's crazy, why is this expanding and why are smart people quiet about it? These are good questions. Here's the answer. Fear. Number one reason why smart people are quiet about this is because they need to protect their paychecks, as I just explained. If I had a job right now working at a liberal college or university and I published this exact same episode or I took everything I'm saying here and I wrote it down and put it out as an article or an update on Facebook, I would be out of a job next week. It might not even take till next week. It might be out of a job that day, that fast. Some of you listening to me right now agree with everything that I'm saying, but because of the position you hold and where that position is at, you can't say any of this stuff out loud. Now, I understand you and I get it. I'm not mad at you for it. That's why I'm here. All right. I'm here because I can say this stuff out loud. Some of you can't say this stuff out loud, even though it is where your heart's at. It is what you believe. So here's what you all got to understand. Also, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's take it further. All right. Alex Jones voice. Let's take it further. Who's writing the checks or who's writing the checks here? All right. Here's here's a couple of things that some of you do not know. And I'm actually going to give you one thing that you don't know. And this hopefully will help some of you think a little bit deeper about what's really going on in the world so that you understand that there you may not want to call things conspiracies, but they are not coincidences. For example, all right, medical schools, the medical schools in the United States. And I already told you about the episode that I did where I trashed the medical system in the United States was episode number 2338. Medical schools are funded by pharmaceutical companies. The pharmaceutical companies that make the drugs that when you go to a hospital, the doctor wants to put you on or the doctor wants to give you as an intervention when you're in labor or the extra shit that hospitals try to get you to take or be subjected to when you have an issue or at least you think you have an issue and you end up in the hospital. All those medicines and interventions and stuff that the doctors want to put you on. It is not because the doctors are dummies and they feel like you need to be on all that stuff. It is not because there is something that's actually wrong with you and you need all that stuff is because the medical system in America is funded by the companies that sell the drugs. Do y'all understand where I'm going here? Do I need to spell this out even further for you? The point is 
because the medical systems fund the hospitals and because they fund the medical schools, the people who work in the hospitals and the hospitals themselves are incentivized and they are almost mandated is even a better word. Let's take it further and just say that they're mandated to get you on those drugs. They're mandated to get you on the interventions. They're mandated to have you do all this other stuff because they are funded by companies that make money off of these things. So they're incentivized to do it. So let me explain. Let me give you an example of why this makes sense. I can give you a few examples. Anyone here have a child and gave birth in a hospital? All right. You know how when you gave birth in a hospital, I'm not even a woman. I have never given birth in a hospital. But when you give birth in a hospital, you know how the doctors seem to really want to push on you an intervention, an intervention like they want to stick a needle in you and stick some drugs in you that not only go on you, but also go into your baby to do what? To induce labor, to help you have the baby faster. There's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, the faster you had a baby, the faster they can get you the hell out of that hospital, out of that hospital bed so they can fill that bed with the next person. And the more people get into the bed, the more money they make because they charge every single person, whether they're charging you personally, they're charging your insurance, number one. Number two, they give you that drug. Well, guess what? You got to pay for that drug that they gave you while you were in labor. That makes them money and it makes the pharmaceutical companies money. And number three, the doctor and the nurses who work there who told you, hey, you should get this intervention in you so that you can give birth to the baby. They don't tell you you should do it because the pharmaceutical companies told us to. They were, first of all, they were taught in school because I just told you the medical schools are funded by the pharmaceutical companies. They are taught by the school that they went to, the medical school that they went to, that this is the best thing that you can do for the patient. So they truly believe they're doing the best thing they can do for you because this is what they were taught in school. But who's teaching them? They're being taught by material that was approved by the medical industry, the pharmaceutical companies that pay for the school. Uh, you see those big, beautiful buildings and campuses that you have at colleges and universities in America? Where do you think that money comes from? You think it's just coming from the tuition of the students? Well, some of it is, not all of it. Not all of it, folks. So these doctors and nurses truly believe they're giving you the best things. This is what they were taught in medical school. And they went to medical school for eight years. So who the hell are you, Dre Baldwin, coming into the neonatal intensive care unit, telling a doctor who just finished eight years of medical school that what she wants to do to your baby is not the best thing and what you with no medical degree wants to do is the better thing to do. No wonder she got so indignant with me. She had eight years of medical school. I have zero. I'm telling her what's going to happen. And she got really pissed off with that. And I understand why. I still ended up getting what I wanted, but I understand why she was feeling the way that she was feeling. She got eight years of medical school. I have zero. And that's why she exclaimed, hey, sir, I'm a doctor. I said, hey, bitch, I'm a parent. <laughs> or there's two of us here. All right. Somebody's going to win. The whole point is big pharma companies are funded by medical school. So when a doctor tells you, hey, take this jab every time they give you a jab. Well, guess what? They're making money because the big pharmaceutical companies making money. How many jabs did they give out each hospital? I guarantee you they got stats on it. They made money based on how many jabs they were able to give out. If somebody comes into the hospital and has COVID, if they can mark you as having COVID and they have to give you some type of intervention for the COVID that you had, regardless of what your actual issue was, didn't have to have anything to do with COVID. Guess what? Money got made. If you got in a car accident, died in a car accident, they bring your body to the hospital, they test you for COVID, they test your dead body for COVID, they mark you as having COVID. Guess what? They made more money because they got another COVID death in that hospital. These are all real things, folks. Uh, these are not conspiracy theories. You can find this information out yourself. You got to look a little bit because the mainstream news media is not going to tell you this stuff because then it goes against their, the whole narrative of what they told you. But I told you before, narratives, I don't need a narrative. I'm telling you things that are true. You can look these up. If I got anything wrong, let me know. You got my text number, right? My email is dre at dreallday.com. Let me know anything I got wrong. These are not coincidences. So when a doctor tells you you should get these medicines or get this intervention so you can have your child or 
they try to coerce you into getting a C-section, ladies. Any ladies here been to the hospital and had a baby and you got a C-section because the doctor told you if you don't get a C-section, then he fears for your life or the life of your baby or you might not survive. You don't get the C-section. And they didn't tell you that. They only told you that when you were in a vulnerable state. So you didn't have any choice but to really listen. And if you didn't have anybody there with you, like a doula or a midwife or a man, well, what are you going to do? All right, you're in a vulnerable state. You're laying in a bed. You're in pain because you're in labor. You're not sure what exactly is going on. Doctor says, well, we need to do a C-section because otherwise you might not survive and your baby might die. What are you going to do? Of course, you're going to say yes. And it's only later when you were more in a less emotional state and in a better mental space, you realize that they kind of fucked you over because they bullshitted you with that just to get you in and out of there as quickly as possible. And a C-section is major surgery, folks. And guess what? Somebody paid for that, whether it was your insurance or you out of your pocket. Ladies, am I right or am I wrong? If I got this wrong, somebody let me know. And it's also, it is not because they are thinking in your best interest. It's not because they're acting in your best interest. They're acting in their best interest. Not because they're constantly thinking that they need to do whatever is going to help you. They're doing what serves their bosses and their bosses in the medical industry. I'm just using them as an example here is big pharma. It's the only thing they know. Plus, they think they're acting in your best interest. This is what they were taught. Again, so these people are not going there like, oh, yeah, let me remember. Let me make sure I tell them this, this, and this, because we got to make sure we get over on this plan. No, this is what they've been taught from the beginning. So they believe this to be true. Your doctors and nurses aren't trying to be malicious. They believe these things to be true. As I told you, these are not stupid people. This is what they were taught in school. You go to school for eight years or whatever you were taught there, I guarantee you, you're going to believe it and defend it too. Would you not? Now, these people know exactly what they're doing, the people in charge here. And there's another thing that's happening. There's another thing that's happening. There's this thing. I'm, I'm going to write about this in the article, which will probably be out by the time you all hear this. Actually, I'm pretty sure it'll be out by the time you hear this. There's this measure that's out now called the Corporate Equality Index. Any of you who works in corporate, you should probably go look this up so you know what the hell is going on and you can make better sense of what's going on where you work. Corporate Equality Index. What is it? It is a measure of how much equality is being administered, for lack of a better term, in your place of employment. What does this mean? It means how many women, gays, blacks, transgenders are being promoted, are being hired, how much are they getting paid, et cetera, et cetera, in every corporate space. Why does this matter to you? Well, it matters a lot if you're a white man because you're the only one that ain't involved. <laughs> you're the only one who is not defended by the CEI, which stands for Corporate Equality Index. And Every organization, not every organization, but many organizations are under the umbrella of the, they're under the watchful eye is a better term of the CEI. And this is why you saw Bud Light doing that campaign with a transgender man, person with a penis who walks around as if a woman. They did that because they're trying to please and get higher grades on the CEI. And based on your grade on a corporate equality index, here's what happens. That grade is reported to government agencies. And if your grade is not high enough, what happens is the government shuts off the faucet when it comes to your funding. It can affect your tax status. It can affect everything, which affects the bottom line of a business, which affects their ability to do business and hire people, et cetera, et cetera. So they pretty much are, the CEI has a lot of these companies by the balls. This is what's happening right now in the United States of America. So when you saw Bud Light do that campaign, which made no sense, and it cost them a whole lot of money. Target trying to sell gay and transgender clothes to kids and the backlash that they got from it and all of these things. This is all because, not all of it, let me not say all of it, a significant amount of it is because of this corporate equality index that all of you, again, if you work in corporate or you know anyone who works in corporate, you should go look up what this is and find out what they're actually doing. An article that I'm going to write as of this recording, but probably have already written by the time you hear this, I'm going to dive into this as well. So if you haven't read that article, just send me a text message. Hey, say, hey, Dre, where's that article where you talk about the CEI? I'll send you the link. It'll be out by the time you hear this. This is what's happening right now. 
And that corporate equality index is all about, again, is pushing this whole concept of equality. And I already told you why equality is impossible. I told you that in episode 1622. I told you it was a myth in episode 1730. And I also told you why we need sameness and balance and exclusion. In other words, the opposite of D-I-E. I told you that in episode number 2170. And also told you how diversity, inclusion, and equity is the enemy of high performance. I told you that in episode number 2199. So again, any of you thinks I'm, I'm not on the record on these subjects, I'm absolutely on the record. I'm all over the record on these subjects. You just might not know about it, but ask me and I'll show you. Or just go to workingyourgamepodcast.com. You can see for yourself. Let's move on to point number five. Today's topic, once again, this is the last point. We are talking the satanic attack on language that is happening in our world right now. Number five. Now, when I say this is a satanic attack on language, I'm not saying that the people who are behind this stuff and the people who are practicing this stuff, because listen, some of the people who you work with every day are practicing this stuff. I'm not saying these people are going home and doing Satan worshiping rituals behind closed doors. I don't think they're doing that. Maybe they are, but I'm not as certain that they are. I'm pointing out that it's satanic because being that we're talking about the use of language, when you look at it as it is, which is satanic, maybe you will have a less benevolent view or what's actually happening here, and maybe stop being so passive about allowing it to happen right in front of your face. Because it's happening to your kids, happening to your families, happening to your community, and it will affect your future the same way it's going to affect my future. This stuff is going to affect your future even more than you know who specifically is running the government, who's the president. I mean, it, it kind of trickles down in some ways, but this language, the language that people are using, and people using certain language, or we don't like to say it that way, we like to say it this way. Those things that seem like little innocuous things, these become big things when nobody's checking them, when nobody's catching them. I remember speaking to a, a young lady who's working at the front desk in my building, and she was saying, "Well, I want to get a better job that pays more money." I said, "Well, how much money money you want to make?" She said, "A living wage." And I always remember her saying that. The thing is, she had minimum wage skills. That's why she was at a job that wasn't paying her enough money. She she was deeming that that job was not paying her enough money working at the front desk. Well, until you can prove that there's a company willing to pay you more, well, this is what you're worth. This is how the game works, people. And all of these changes in language that are being softly pushed on us and accepted by people who don't understand what's really going on, hopefully this has been an eye opener for you. I hope that it's opened some people's eyes and opened some of your ears so you understand that this is, again, literally satanic. And by labeling it as satanic, instead of calling it crazy or ridiculous, maybe it will cause some of you to have a little bit more urgency about understanding what's actually going on and maybe, possibly, possibly pushing back against the nonsense when and if you hear it, because some of it is already happening in your world. You might not even realize. So let's recap today's class, which is a satanic attack on language. I told you in episode number 2385 why the dictionary still matters. Well, let's go deeper. Number one, baseline. Satan deceived Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden by just changing around the language in a way that seemed innocuous and seemed innocent until all hell broke loose, literally, because this is one of Satan's biggest tricks. Point number two, changing language to alter the meaning and impact of words is by definition satanic. I said this when I talked about in this previous point, when I talked about the dictionary, I talked about it again when I talked about even Max Kennedy's book, when people just change the language, change the definition of words to make it make sense for them so that they can push a certain idea on other people. And again, these are very smart people who are able to do this is why they've been able to push this through society so easily and so quickly. Number three, some examples of what I mean. We went from adultery to extramarital affair, child mutilation to gender affirming care, abortion to reproductive rights, vaccine going from inoculating you against the disease to, oh no, the disease just won't be as bad when you get it, when you get a vaccine. From boys playing girls sports being ridiculous to, oh, well, this is inclusion. We went from a minimum wage to a living wage. We went from obesity to 
body positivity. These are all satanic. Why? Because you are taking words, changing the language up, confusing people by changing the language, softening things that were terrible, hardening things that were fine, and then confusing people and then basically influencing them to do different and think different because you change the language up of words. You can manipulate an entire society of people by changing up the use of words. This is why communication skills matter so much. This is why I emphasize this so much when I'm talking to you all, the your ability to communicate was not only your ability to speak, but also what you are listening to and what you are understanding. Number four, why is this expanding so quickly? And why are the smart people so quiet? Why? Because many people are protecting paychecks. You work in academia, you work in the government, you work in corporate uh, you can't just push back against this stuff and still have a job. You won't have a job to talk about it from if you push back against this stuff. If I worked at a liberal college or university. I'd have got fired a long time ago for saying these kind of things, for saying them all out. So who's writing the checks? Uh, this is what you got to understand. Who's really in charge? The person in charge is the person who writes the checks. Big Pharma pays for medical schools. So when you see in the medical industry, you, again, think back a couple of years ago to COVID, any of you who has kids and you were coerced by a doctor to be induced into labor, you were coerced by a doctor into getting a C-section because that was the safest, quote unquote, way for you to have a baby, you were duped. Uh, you were duped and you are feared. They scared you into doing something that you did not need to do simply because they changed the language up. And this was taught to them when they were in school. So, and then they went and taught it to you. All right, they don't know any better. This is what they were taught. All right, these are not coincidences, people. They're not conspiracies, that, but they're not coincidences either. They know exactly what they're doing. And number five, I'm not saying these people are practicing satanic worshiping rituals behind closed doors. Maybe they are, but that's not what I'm asserting. I'm pointing out that it's satanic by definition, which is, again, using language games to fool and manipulate people. One thing that you can notice about me in many episodes of this show, when I tell you I'm going to talk about a certain topic, what do I always do? I define the subject. I say, this is the definition. I pull it out of the dictionary, or if I'm using my own definition, I will tell you that as well. I'm going to define this word this way. So I want you all to understand where I'm coming from on this word or this phrase. I want you to understand where I'm coming from so that we're all on the same page. So if you want to challenge me or question me on what I'm saying, you have a baseline of where I'm coming from and why I'm saying it the way I'm saying it so that we're all on the same page. We can keep things objective and we can keep things balanced. Look at the people who are fooling you with this language. Are they doing it? Are they doing it? You see, there's a lot of arguments these days about what, what is a woman? We got a woman on the Supreme Court now who was asked in the hearings for her to become on the Supreme Court. Uh, Kentangi Brown Jackson, what's a woman? And she claimed ignorance. This is a woman with a pretty sure she got multiple degrees. She's been in, in you know, working in areas where she's working with a lot of smart people every single day. For decades, uh, the woman, she ain't no, she's probably around my parents' age. She's been working for decades in these spaces. She was asked, What is a woman? And she just completely feigned ignorance. Not because she doesn't know what a woman is. She's a woman herself. She didn't want to answer the question because she didn't want to go on record. Why? So that she could always play around. She always has the option in her hands, in her back pocket, to play around with the language of what a woman actually is. This is, by definition, folks, satanic. And if I got anything wrong here, you can let me know. All that said, text me. Tell me the best idea you got from today's class. Tell me if you disagree with something I said in today's class. Maybe you do. If you disagree, you better come correct with some actual material, some substance. My number is 305-384-6894. And work on your game, university. Right, you want to get some real education that is not funded by satanic people, not, <laughs> not being driven by people who have an agenda other than helping you get to where you want to go? Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. It's the only place to be coached by me directly. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, 
to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894 again 305-384-6894 get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge 305-384-6894 attention to all you who are conscious about your health or you want to become conscious about your health let me ask you a question are you ready to take your performance to the next level i'm talking not only physically but also mentally then look no further than AG1. This is our newest sponsor, and they're the ultimate all-in-one supplement designed for champions like you. As a professional athlete myself, I understand the importance of being meticulous about what goes into my body. That's why I trust AG1 to deliver a potent blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals. Aside from my protein shake and water, this is the only thing that I drink every single day. It's like having a team of nutrition experts working round the clock to fuel your success, which is literally what AG1 is. That's how they came to create it. But here's the game changer. When you join the AG1 revolution, you'll not only elevate your health and performance, but you'll also unlock an exclusive offer. You'll get a free one year supply of vitamin D, which is a crucial nutrient for a strong immune system and optimal bone health with your first purchase. As a bonus, you'll receive five free AG1 travel packs. So you can take this with you on the road ensuring that you stay fueled and ready for action wherever your life and your business and your career takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need to support your peak performance, then AG1 is your ultimate ally. Experience the power of AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and discover why professional athletes and health conscious individuals and those of you who are looking to become either one of those worldwide trust AG1 to unlock their true potential. Your body deserves nothing but the best and AG1 is that. So join today by going to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Are you concerned about the harmful effects of drinking water out of plastic bottles? If you're not, you should be, because if you knew what you were drinking when you drink out of a plastic bottle, well, just understand this. You're drinking plastic. Now, you probably don't want to do that. So introducing AquaTrue, the cutting edge reverse osmosis water purifier that provides a sustainable alternative for clean and safe drinking water. Plastic bottles contribute to the pollution and harm of our environment. With AquaTrue, you can eliminate the need for single use plastic bottles and enjoy the convenience of having pure, refreshing water right at your fingertips. AquaTrue's advanced filtration technology removes contaminants, chemicals, and impurities, ensuring that every sip you take is free from harmful substances. Say goodbye to the uncertainty of bottled water and embrace a more eco-friendly solution. And here's the best part. As a conscious consumer and follower of work on your game, we're going to give you $100 off of any of AquaTrue's top-of-the-line models. That's either the AquaTrue Classic, AquaTrue Connect, AquaTrue Undersink, or AquaTrue Carafe. You're making a positive impact on both your health and the environment at the same time. They call that two birds with one stone. By choosing AquaTrue, you're not only investing in your well-being, but also taking a step towards reducing plastic waste. And if you're like me and you live near water, you see what happens to the plastic waste that a lot of people throw away. It ends up in the ocean, killing our fish, making the beaches hard to swim in. You don't want to take your kids there because of all this plastic waste. With AquaTrue, we can eliminate all of that. So here's what you do. Visit workonyourgame.com slash AT. That's workonyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue today to explore our range of products and claim your $100 discount. 
Make a sustainable choice and join the Aqua True True Water Warrior community right now. Again, that link is workonyourgame.com slash AT. Choose Aqua True and say goodbye to the plastic bottles while enjoying pure, refreshing water that is better for you and better for the planet. 